We will read again from Luke chapter 18, verse 1. And he spake a parable unto them to this end, that men ought always to pray and not to faint. So we have the parable, or we have a ruthless adversary, a heartless judge, and a helpless widow. The first verse just read gives us the purpose of the parable. And the last verse, which you heard a bit ago, gives us a promise of the parable. The occasion of this parable, we understand by reading the earlier chapter and the implication of the first verse of 18 that I just read was that it was the result of having described to the disciples some of what was coming, going to come to pass in Jerusalem and in their lives. He said, first, I must suffer many things in chapter 17 and be rejected of this generation. So this one whom they had been following, thinking he would establish a kingdom upon earth, they were given to understand he would not be with them long. And furthermore, Jerusalem would be destroyed and the Jewish people scattered. And what, what was applicable to them at that time is certainly applicable to us today because before Jesus returns, some of what was stated in this 17th chapter will be what it is in the last days, as it was in the days of Lot and in the days of Noah. So shall it be also in the days that precede the coming of the Son of Man. So we have the same need to lay hold of this parable and understand that it is helpful to us to understand as well. He spake the parable unto them to this end that men ought always to pray and not to faint. Some when we think of fainting, if we, I don't know how many here have fainted in the past, I'm talking about a physical ailment where it's often the product of your blood pressure dropping and the flow of oxygen and blood to your brain decreases, so you feel lightheaded, anxious, and sometimes people faint. It's kind of like standing before a great audience and trying to deliver a message. You feel anxious, but I don't think I'm in jeopardy of fainting right now in that sense, but it could happen if a person felt that way. And if it happened with frequency, this fainting idea, we should probably seek medical attention to understand if there's an underlying cause, a physical ailment that is causing that kind of fainting. But Jesus, in this parable, is not speaking of a physical condition. He's speaking of a spiritual condition. It's not a matter of lack of oxygen uh, to the brain. It's not a brain situation. It's a heart situation. Because that's the fainting that he's talking about here. It is to lose courage, to lose heart. When you consider what may lie ahead in the future, or what you may be going through in the present time, the parable was given to remind us that we ought to pray 
rather than faint. So prayer is the the remedy that addresses the underlying condition. But not just to pray. He says men ought always to pray. It's always the solution to pray. It, It can be said flippantly when someone expresses a burden to us and we say we'll pray about it or we advise them to pray about it. But it's serious business. It really is the solution. Men ought always to pray rather than to lose heart or to lose courage or to uh, become demoralized. Prayer is the solution. Well, we have a ruthless adversary for sure. He's the enemy of our soul. Jesus told Peter that Satan hath desired to sift you as wheat, but I have prayed for you. So we have an adversary, but we also have an advocate, one who intercedes for us and is praying for us, not just the saints of God, but the Son of God. So it was perhaps fitting that Peter would be the one understanding that to write to those to whom he wrote, be soberly, or be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary as a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour, whom resist steadfast in the faith. Pray rather than be terrorized by this adversary who would go about as a roaring lion seeking to destroy you. We, we cannot lose courage. We must not lose courage or lose heart. We must uh, pray instead. We, we see that through the scriptures that this enemy is an, uh, or this adversary is an enemy. He's an enemy of God, but he's an enemy of every plan that God determined to uh, bring to pass throughout the ages of time, including the one who would subvert his plan for your life. So we certainly have that. He's the accuser of the brethren. He's like a, an adversarial prosecutor making a case in, in a court before a judge, whether just or unjust. And he can be convincing, whether appearing as a subtle serpent or an angel of light. But Philippians 1.28, we read that from Paul that we are to be in nothing terrified by our adversaries. For unto you it is given in the behalf of Christ not only to believe on him, but also to suffer for his sake. So we really are in a, in a spiritual warfare, but we... Pray rather than lose courage. We pray rather than faint. May not always to pray in every situation. And so by the grace of God, we do that. The children of Israel were promised that God would send an angel before them through the wilderness. And he went on to say through Moses, I will be an enemy to thine enemies and an adversary unto thine adversaries. That's the one we serve. He's... Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. We have every anticipation that the promises of God will apply to us and work for us. 
We have the judge in this parable. He's unjust. He's merciless. Every, every judge is not honorable, even though they are addressed as your honor. And if you ever appear before a judge, that would be a good thing to do. But uh, we certainly anticipate the day where we appear before the, the judge of all ages, having our sins gone before and to judgment, we can worship before him. In a perfect world, this uh, justice is personified by Lady Justice, blindfolded with a set of scales in one hand and a sword in the other. Blindfolded suggests impartiality, no uh, preference to uh, whether the defendant has a favorable ruling or an unfavorable ruling because the blindfolded uh, judge does not do anything but weigh the merits of the case. That's symbolized by the scales, the arguments pro and con, and then the two-edged sword suggesting the force of the law and the fact that it can, the ruling can go either way. So in a perfect world, that's how Lady Justice is personified, but we do not live in a perfect world. It's an imperfect world, so we must follow Jesus' example, who when he was reviled, reviled not again. When he suffered, he threatened not, but committed himself to him that judges righteously. That's what we do every time we go through a trial. We commit ourselves to the Lord. For he is a righteous judge. We anticipate the millennial reign when he will rule in righteousness. But we're not there yet, as evidenced by all manner of challenges that confront society and even we ourselves. Finally, we have the widow. What is the chance? What are the chances of this helpless widow obtaining justice from a wicked judge who only regarded her as an annoying nuisance. Well, there was no way. He was just trying to rid himself of her. And he did finally grant the request that she had of him, but only because he didn't want to be troubled by her any longer. Well, how much more? Uh, He asked the question, Shall not God avenge his own elect? which cried day and night unto him, though he bear long with them. If this helpless widow could obtain a favorable ruling from this unjust judge, how much more will not God avenge us? And that's the promise. He says, I I tell you, he will avenge you speedily. Now, speedily is subjective. God is the God of all ages. It could be that if your prayers are not answered in the time frame you have in mind, that God has a purpose as to why they are not. Or it could be that God has indeed answered, and it just happens that he has not answered the way you expected that he would or should. God always has a purpose. So the lesson is for us to pray with persistence, with patience, and always in subjection to uh, the will of God. And that, this is the line we like. Here, 
what the unjust judge saith. And that is what he said. God will avenge you speedily. We want to hear that. We don't want to focus on the unjust judge, but we want to focus upon the God of heaven and the Lord, our Savior, who gave us this parable and reminds us to hear what the unjust judge saith. He he will avenge speedily. We have a holy God and one who will hear the cry and avenge the cause of the one he loves, and the one he loves is you and me. He hears our cry. He will avenge our cause. He will be honored and glorified by his response to our pleas as we pray according to his holy will. So what shall we do when we are confronted with what Jesus promised we would be confronted with in the 17th chapter of Luke? Do we faint? No, he's telling them, don't faint. Men ought always to pray and not to faint. So we pray. First of all, is what uh, the way Paul characterized it to Timothy, I exhort therefore that first of all supplications, prayers, intercessions, the giving of thanks be made for all men. So rather than pray as a last resort, we are to pray as a first resort. First of all, whether you're talking about uh, when you're confronted by a challenge or when you're talking about waking up in the morning? First of all, pray. I hope you wake up and as soon as you have some semblance of consciousness, say thank you, Lord, or praise the Lord. First of all, he said to pray. And he told us what to pray uh, for. Prayer, intercession, giving of thanks be made for all men. Any man or woman or boy or girl who comes to your mind, pray for them. First of all, when they come to mind. That's, that's what we do rather than lose courage. It was the priority of Jesus. We read in, in uh, only one place, in Mark 135, in the morning, rising up a great while before day, he went out and departed into a solitary place and there prayed. In the morning, while it was yet dark, First of all, he prayed. So first of all, uh, we pray as we look to heaven. We pray always. That's the way Paul stated it to the church at Ephesus. Praying always with prayer and supplication in the Spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance. That suggests, again, the importunity that Jesus taught in this 18th a chapter of Luke parable. So we pray with uh, perseverance and supplication for all saints. So we pray always. That, that means all the time. You prayed when you woke up, but did, uh, and you continued to pray as you went through your morning and through your afternoon and in the evening. So we, I don't know if, if there's anywhere where it says last of all you pray, but if we pray first of all, we ought to pray last of all as well. So pray waking up, pray going to sleep. If you have trouble going to sleep, just start praying. I'm not sure if it's the Lord or the enemy, but you'll go to sleep. Trust me. So we pray first of all, we pray always, and we pray everywhere. That's what he said in, uh, be careful or anxious for nothing, 
but in everything, again, by prayer and supplication, uh, with thanksgiving, or I meant everything, uh, let your request be, no, be made known unto God. So pray about everything. Is there anything too simple that should escape your prayers? Well, we should pray for uh, everything, every decision. We don't want God to adapt his will to our requests, but we want to adapt our requests or at least conform them to, to God's will. God will direct our steps. He will He will help us. So everything, in everything, but also everywhere. I will, therefore, uh, that men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands without wrath and doubting. And it's not... Uh, we cannot lift up holy hands without having a holy heart. So we, God's uh, plan is that we pray first of all, that we pray always, which is all the time, that we pray everywhere, and we pray in everything. And remember, again, what the unjust judge said. The unjust judge said, after he would not avenge her, uh, this widow for a while, and though he feared not man or God, he said, yet because this widow troubleth me, I will avenge her. His motivation was not pure. It was only because she was a nuisance to him and he wanted to be delivered of her bothersome uh, requests. But nevertheless, he said, I will avenge her. And Jesus said, hear what the unjust judge said. And shall not God avenge his own elect, which cry day and night unto him, though he bear long with them? If God does not answer your uh, prayers according to your um, hopes and anticipations, we'll accept that. But if there's been no answer yet, and you're convinced that God wants you to pray, you pray. We just heard about that non-scripted song by uh, Brother Chris. Uh, would God that um, more people would pray? saying about Daniel praying 21 days there, but God heard and from the first and was sending the answer from the first day. We don't know what God is doing behind the scenes, but we can be sure that God is always uh, attentive behind the scenes. Sometimes we see it, sometimes we don't. Sometimes he's answered already and we don't recognize the answer has already come, so we keep praying, and yet uh, God perhaps would wonder why if he was uh, like man, but we, we look to God and know that we must be persistent. Uh, we must uh, be urgent in our prayers, not only when the skies are blue and when the sun is shining, but when uh, the shadows seem to, to uh, drop over us. That's when we want to remember to pray rather than faint or lose heart. But we want to remember to pray with that the same... Well, it won't be due to our humanity that with the same intensity, but not to go through life flippantly when all is going well. We want to pray and look heaven's way. God will honor us as we do so. Well, Jesus made it a priority when he prayed first of all. We want to make it a priority as well. He made it a priority to come to the house of God today. So God will certainly honor you for that, or those who have tuned this way, you've made that a priority. Now let's make it a priority to pray. When we conclude the meeting and have uh, the song of invitation, first of all, let's pray. This house will be a house of prayer only if we all pray. We want to do that. We'll have this song of invitation. 
Let's uh, practice uh, what the parable uh, preached, and that is to always pray and not to faint, not to lose courage, and also embrace the promise, knowing that God will avenge us. He will grant our request as we pray according to his will. 206 is our song of invitation. Well, let's look to heaven as we go to prayer.